Hello, welcome. <laughs> this is Downton Abbey series six, episode, episode three. three. I really can't internalize that. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm in denial. Yeah, I understand. Uh, this is our instant take. Yeah, hot takes. Yeah, we've got them. We are. Uh, we drove a long time today. We were camping this weekend, so we're, we're a little out of it. And if we overlooked anything, we apologize. But there wasn't that much. It going was a on. very lean episode, considering yeah. how much everybody was talking. <laughs> yeah, this, they should have called this episode "Downs an Apology." <laughs> yeah, like lots you of apologizing. You couldn't turn a corner without tripping over an apology <laughs> in this episode. Everybody was like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I apologize. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, number one, Edith finds a tree. Yeah. And also a magazine. Yeah. She had the magazine before. Well, right. So she runs into old, uh, Birdie. What's his name? Yeah. Bartleby. <laughs> we don't know his name, but that's not important. Right. Tree. Yeah. So Tree, he was in the Christmas special. He was the estate agent for the, with the Cinderbees. Like, yes. not for them, but for the for estate. For the person they were leasing it from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is trying to get his, boss to let to them again this year mm-hmm. like i bet you are <laughs> he's very hot to trot on edith and edith is like i've gone through quite a bit with mrs pigman <laughs> i can't really meet for drinks anyway so they're gonna meet for drinks after she's done with work but uh she fires her editor yeah her editor uh looks like a, a toad an enchanted toad yeah a toad that became a man for some reason <laughs> yeah so anyway, so she fires him and actually there's this really great shot of it because her secretary is so stoked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Audrey is her name. Mm-hmm. So she and Audrey are like, we're going to have to just put this magazine together. Yeah. Um, and they, well, so, yeah. So then she, they start working on it and then she realizes that she stood up old tree. She says, crikey. <laughs> she does. And so she goes to tell him that she can't have drinks and why. And he's like, oh, well, I'll come help out. And then, by golly, they have a whole getting it done montage, and and they, they get it out. It was great. Yeah. No. Although she came back a lot quicker than I thought she said she was going to. Well, yeah. I thought yeah. she said she was going to like, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, Edith seems to be deciding whether she's a city mouse or a country mouse. Yeah. I hope she picks city. I hope so, too. Somebody's got to. I know. Um, okay. So that's fine. We enjoyed that a lot. We enjoyed that. That was very good. That was- uh, hospital, or as I've written, horsepital, because <laughs> that seemed funny, and then actually it turned out it was not. <laughs> okay, so they're all fighting. Yes. Uh, Birdie couldn't get a word been. in edgewise this week. No, that's true. Which he is was- unusual for Birdie. Yeah. He was he was there, but like... Nothing happened. Yeah. Like, you've got the Dowager and Isabel sniping at each other, and Dr. Clarkson in the mix, and... Uh, McGee was like, I'm just going to go to York mm-hmm. and get a tour of their hospital and be like, what are you bringing to the table? Right. Cause they haven't even had that rudimentary of a fact finding expedition. Apparently not. Or, you know, she hasn't or something. And it's like, they try really hard in this to like get some really solid, like dowager countess zingers, but they all felt like a big reach to yeah. me. Yeah. I felt like there was one that worked, but it's I don't like remember which one. It's like their writing I guess it's just Julian Fellows. He's just had this word document, <laughs> you know, unused dowager zingers. <laughs> He's got to go through them. Those in tracking shots. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got to get them all out of his system. <laughs> um, oh, and then there's a Danker and Spratt plot that is, I would, I would love more Spratt. Yeah. But I am perfectly happy with the amount of spread that we're getting, but it is constantly tangled up in Danker, and nobody likes her. No, nobody She's likes like her. She's like the new Worser Molesley. Yeah. 
She's like, like, and she's not even drinking or doing anything fun. She's just being a jerk. Yeah. And for no clear reason at so all. So he's like hiding his like on the lamb nephew in a shed. I feel like we've had this plot so many times already. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, I'm like, you can't like, can you not fire the guy who plays Sergeant Willis? He might yeah. want to go be an other <laughs> on Game of Thrones. Like let him spread his wings. Yeah, that's right. Free Willis. <sighs> <laughs> Anyway, nobody cares. We're not going to talk about the Danker and Sprat yeah. nonsense. Um, Thomas goes to try to find a job, and it's real weird. That was a weird-ass scene. It was a weird dude and a weird scene. Like, the way they shot, I was like, is this a horror movie? No, I know. Is this like, like original like... human centipede that <laughs> Thomas is signing up for? But, you know, it was just, in case you haven't been whacked over the head with the symbolism of it all. Yeah. Uh, this guy has entertained all this royalty, but also, like, nobody is in his house. Yeah. And I was like, is Thomas gonna go Grey Gardens with this guy? <laughs> yeah. Or really, it was like... Is son- he gonna be some weird old, like, daddy's boy's daddy's daddy <laughs> situation? <laughs> Possibly. Well, I think, it, I mean, it was really, to me, and I've never seen it, in fact, but it was like Sunset Boulevard, you know? It really was. No, because he was like... <laughs> God, I don't even know what she says, but like it was the peerage that got small. <laughs> that's right. You know? Yeah. Um, England's no, the same size. That is basically what he says, because Thomas is like, you said this was a house of distinction, uh, not a moldering pile Ruin. of ruins. Yeah. No, what is this, Jane Eyre? Yeah. What do you got in your attic? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is a house of distinction. Then he starts being like, are you a Republican? And I'm like, dude, that's just never a polite question to ask anybody, wherever yeah, you are. That's true. Not when you have never talked to them before and you yeah. might be their employer. Anyway, so Thomas keeps trying to find a job and also whining because Andrew doesn't like him because yeah. everybody was like, hey, he kind of mouth raped the last footman. So, right. which is a, fe- it's actually fair play, Thomas. I understand. Like, I understand that your life is hard, but yeah. you have not been interesting for so long. <laughs> That's true. Um, and this, if he actually found a good place, I would be ha- like, if that was his happy ending. Yeah. If he got to find a place where he could scheme in yeah. a productive <laughs> manner, that would be amazing. But until then, it's like, you know, he just sits around yeah. and Baxter's like, do I have face paralysis? <laughs> I'm yeah. not sure. No, she's got no, no, that could, that could be as the, the end result is like, you know, there's a knock on the door and it's like, hello, Mr. Barrow. We're from MI5. Yeah. That would be neat. Yeah. So Daisy is continuing to study and she seems to think, I think Daisy invented the secret in this episode. Yeah. Because basically Molson's like, oh, by the way, like, uh, the Drews are being run out of town on a rich woman's whim. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Mr. Mason could maybe like, yeah, maybe, somehow, like, maybe that'll, and like, he didn't really know. He's just like, maybe that's what's happening. And then yeah. Daisy's like, oh yeah, that is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's sorry guys. My Daisy's real rusty. Yeah. Nope. She's like, well, this is definitely happening. I'm going to count entirely on it and spread the word. And it's going to end badly. It's like, end and very look, badly. It's, he's going to wind up there. Nah. They're not going to not have Daisy have a farm at the end of this. Yeah, I suppose that's but true. But it's going to be some ridiculous complications and shenanigans. Yeah. And we're going to have to have another conversation about how things are so different now. Yep. Um, she's supposed to like sit for her exams and like the teacher's like, Mosley, how come you're not a teacher? I'm like, can he not be a teacher now? Yeah, like there was, I mean, I guess maybe it'll turn out he can be, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so, yeah. And so I, Car- love, I love the spirit of Daisy's storyline. The execution is just not doing yeah, it for me. Yeah. Um, okay. 
there's the wedding okay really right. that was everything yeah anyway the tide is turning at the hospital we didn't mention like oh yeah they're like okay good hospital good less good hospital less good yeah so we've finally gotten to a place where people are actually negotiating instead of just talking shit to each other right and it's not looking good for uh maggie smith's no it's not yeah um again in case the symbolism was lost on you (laughs) everyone else is able to adapt (laughs) um so carson and mrs hughes are getting married yes and it's happening in this episode and Mrs. Hughes, like, didn't buy a new dress and was like, here's this ugly dress I have that yeah. I'm definitely wearing for my wedding. I'm like, I understand, but, like, no. Yeah. So Mrs. Patmore and the gals are, like, trying to spruce her up something. Yeah. Mrs. Patmore's gotten super psyched on the idea of catalog shopping. Yeah. So she orders a dress from a catalog, but it's very ugly. Yeah. Uh, and that's a bummer. Yes. So there's all this falderall uh-huh. with, like... McGee invites Mrs. Hughes into the drawing room after dinner to be like, um, I heard you don't want a big fat reception at our house. And she's like, yeah, I don't. Right. And Mary was quite rude. Yes. And it was a good scene. It was a good scene. I really liked that scene. And no, and Carson was like, chill. He was like, no, like, yeah, Yeah. it's fine. So they're like, we want to have our plain ass poor people wedding. They were like, y'all are invited. Yeah. Which I thought was pushing it on Isabel's part. I was like, you're not in this, Johnny Burns. <laughs> right. Agreed. But, but she's, she's like... She's in everything. Uh, oh, Bucky. <laughs> she's meddling. I know. Ah, she is not... She's really been distracted with the hospital. She yeah. hasn't gotten a good medal on in a while. True. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered in the... <laughs> In the argument scene when Violet's like, did you drink at luncheon? <laughs> That's right. And Isabel's like, no, which you're aware of because I was with you. <laughs> and Maggie Smith says, not the whole time. <laughs> so that was solid. Yeah, that one was good. Um, yeah, so there's all that. Yeah. And then um, Mary and McGee are like sniping at each other. Right. Because Mary thinks it's astonishing that Carson can't be married out of the Great Hall. And again, their completely one-sided relationship yeah, is upsetting, is, but... But it is what it's always been. So anyway, they get in a fight, and then... So then... The day that McGee is out, like, doing her York thing... Yeah. Mary's like, oh, just tell Mrs. Hughes and Mrs. Patmore, Anna, that y'all can just go try on some of McGee's coats. Yeah. And you can borrow one. Mm-hmm. And so McGee's so upset when she gets back from her meeting that mary like tries to tell her she does not try hard she's like oh she was like you'll find that never mind yeah like no not never mind no um also in the periphery of all this lord grantham is just a bubbly now (laughs) proto-feminist person with a bum ticker like it's just a time bomb waiting to go off oh yeah i forgot there's that i jolly well forgot about my angina (laughs) um okay so that all happened and Eventually, McGee like is like, man, I was being a dick, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have been a dick to Mrs. Hughes. And it is weird. There's so much apologizing. Yeah, there is. Like frequently, everyone but- who's mean to each other in this episode, except for Thomas and associated uh, dankers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, I'm very sorry about basically everything. Yeah. Um. So you know, everybody's so reconciled. So Cora then gives Mrs. Hughes the coat to keep. Right, when she like right. clarified that, I thought I was like, I thought that's what you meant the first time. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, so yeah, they have a nice wedding. Mm-hmm. It's funny because they don't kiss each other at the end. They're yeah. just kind of like, we don't know what to do now. Yeah. Um, I everybody's mean, there. Like Daisy's dragging Mr. Mason over to McGee mm-hmm. to be like, Oh, I told Mr. Mason about how this is all definitely settled. And McGee's like, Hey, I have tried to tell you at least 17 different times. Yeah. But then it's like she can't. And then who Daisy should show up? 
Oh, God. Look who came crawling back. Yeah. Alan Leach. After like a minute. And you know, it was going to be a real solid, evenly matched race on Cutest Baby. Yeah. But now it's just going to be Sibby forever again. Yeah. Which is like from just purely yeah. a cute baby yeah, perspective. Yeah, from a baby perspective, this is a positive development. From all other perspectives, it just, why did we spend all last season on this? I don't know. Why? Why did we do anything past <laughs> season three? Yeah, is the real question. No, that's a fair. And there point. was the scene where, like, uh, the Dowager was in talking to Lord Grantham, and Edith kind of came in, and Mary uh-huh. came in. I was like, this feels like a parody of Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Yeah. It was still a perfectly cromulent episode. It was. It was. So I guess I liked last week's more, and that even had a very unfortunate uh, pigman subplot. Yeah, that's true. I guess, I mean, I think I think not as much happened in this one, and also if this episode had ended 60 seconds sooner, we would have liked it much more. Correct. It was just Branson coming in at the end that was a real, like, fart noise. Thank you, Roy. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Mr. S. <laughs> reference to the simpsons episode uh the itchy and scratchy and poochie show yes now we're all caught up yeah <laughs> um but i think that was about it yeah you know carson made a whole speech i feel like they're gonna have a bumpier road to deal with being married yeah i think it's just hard when you're used to being on your own right. and if they're sharing space now right that seems like that's it's gonna, gonna be because he's extraordinary they're both very particular exactly I mean, and not in, in their a job way description. yeah but it's not in a way where they're good at communicating yeah. what they want yeah even though they have wants yeah so so i mean we'll see that we got to see mr travis's face has that ever happened before it has to have. You would think. I don't know. It might be a, like they might get a new Mr. Travis every time. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like the we drummer for Spinal Tap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that, you know, we tied up some things. We hope this danger business doesn't drag on because nobody needs that. Yeah. Julian Fellows, a name. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're amped about Edith's tree. We, we really we hope she's discovered the joys of birth control. Yes. Because we can't do this again, Edith. Yeah. You have stolen a baby too many. You have inspired yeah. others to steal a baby. Right. You are like the King Midas of baby stealing. <laughs> Everything you touch turns with stolen babies. <laughs> yeah. So that was that episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing the adjustment. And just there really is this collapsing of like the, you're really seeing the class system completely implode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hope they do interesting things with it. Yeah. Um, instead of being like super gone with the windy about like, oh, it was a time of cotton and cavaliers. Like, <laughs> right. we don't need that. No. Well, um, we'll see what we get. Yeah. Oh, and I think, and I could be wrong. I could absolutely be wrong about all of this. Mm-hmm. So when Edith is putting together the magazine, oh, right. she placed a very large photo that to me looked like, uh, Harry Gordon Selfridge mm-hmm. as played by Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Which well, they're both ITV shows. Mm-hmm. It could have been decided that they, are in the same universe. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's really cool if that's what happened. Yeah, that is. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. We'll get a closer look when we're in our full in depth. Yeah. You know, well, and also then I'm going to go Google. We haven't read anything about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can, I guess I can Google and be like, was that? Yeah. And it'll be like, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Yep. Bye. Enjoy.